Hi, I'm Jonathan. And I'm Jeremy. And welcome to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I discuss our favorite childhood movies. This is gonna be fun. We can stay up late, swapping manly stories, and in the morning, I'm making waffles. Since we were kids, we've been obsessed with movies and have found ourselves always speaking to each other in movie quotes. To the point that we formed many inside jokes, or as we like to call them, Inside, inside quotes. quotes. That was bloody brilliant. Each episode, my brother and I will be taking turns picking a movie to rewatch, review, and relive the magic of our childhood. Hmm. I know some of these words. We hope you'll join us for the ride, and maybe we'll make a few inside quotes of our own. Enjoy the show! And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. The Perfect Podcast. And welcome back to episode two of Inside Quotes. I'm here. I'm I'm also here. Yeah. (laughs) This is Jonathan. (laughs) Here with my brother, Jeremy. I am the co-host of this show. He's here with me in spirit. He's a force ghost uh, hanging out with me today. (laughs) All right. Let's get into this movie. (laughs) So I picked a movie today because that is the whole gimmick of this show. And today I picked a goofy movie. That's not a description of the movie. It's the title. Oh, okay. I love that it's movie. It's great. I I didn't realize after I rewatched it how many times like I quote this in my everyday life and not really realize it. Yeah. yeah. I think this is one of those movies where either me and you have watched it at least over 100 times or maybe just me. This is one of the uh, staples of our childhood, yeah, I'd say. Definitely. Uh, before we start, Jonathan, uh, we actually have our sponsor. Oh, Did you our second that? episode. We already got sponsors. I mean, this thing is just taking yeah. off. Today's episode is sponsored by Lester's Possum Park, the number one possum-themed roadside attraction in the South. Stop on by on your next cross-country road trip. Plus, there's free parking. That's right. Use our coupon code POSSUMIQ to get 20% off your ticket, plus an exclusive free possum hat. Wow, that is a great deal. It sure is. I'm not just saying that because they're a sponsor. And thank you, Lester's Possum Park, for sponsoring this show. Definitely. And if you, hey, hey, audience, if you know any other sponsors, hit us up on MySpace. (laughs) (laughs) My MySpace MySpace page. (laughs) Yeah, so obviously you knew we were going to be recording an episode about a goofy movie, so we both watched it and I know we both have some things to say about it. So I wanted to ask you, after watching it again, was there any lessons learned that you learned from, that you applied to your life? Well, watching this as a kid, I never really thought about that. But watching it now as a 22-year-old, I still haven't thought about it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I noticed that this whole movie just revolves around Goofy and Max trying to create a bond that they no longer had or that's just kind of fizzled out over the years. And I guess a lesson is to 
for both father and son to be working towards having a strong relationship and having open communication with each other. I would agree with that. Let me uh, simplify it real quick for you. The lesson learned of this movie is don't be a Max. <laughs> don't be a liar. He is such a brat when throughout the pressure. whole movie. I mean, Goofy doesn't like make it easy on him, but the whole time, I, every time I think of this movie, I think about how, how bad he treats his dad. It's just, it's just not good. Yeah. <laughs> Mac, Max is a good kid. He's just misunderstood. He's just going through that like difficult age. I looked up online. Angsty. He's supposed to be like 14 in this movie. Oh, so he's just like, uh, he's, he's going through that teenage phase and being rebellious. So and this was his freshman year of high school that he just, ended. he doesn't. Yeah. He he just doesn't care about anything. Every, everyone's been there, but I thought, well, it, since he took over the assembly, he's, uh, become the most popular kid in school now. Yeah. So yeah, he, he doesn't have time for, Can't wait for sophomore. He doesn't year. have time for his dad anymore. But so does that mean there's three or four years in between the sequel? Yeah. So actually, this because he's going to go. Yeah, this is a point actually I, I wrote down. I think Max is like one of the few Disney characters to actually age. Like other other characters, oh. they don't really show that. It's not that they haven't been shown, mm-hmm. maybe, but with with Max specifically, they've kind of shown him like the original show Goof Troop when he was a kid. And the movie, they aged him up to be a teenager, and then the sequel, he's in college. And I think Mm -hmm. he's even had a couple other appearances, like, as an adult. I think in, like, House of Mouse, or Mickey's Christmas Carol, mm -hmm. uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol or something. Yeah, he's like a waiter. Max coming home after, yeah. Um, Even in uh, one of Goofy's first shows in the 50s, like, the How To series he was doing, he was doing... The how-to series that Goofy was doing in the fifties, they had a son in that show, but it didn't look like Max. But I, I read an article saying that uh, Disney did confirm that it was Max as a baby and a toddler. Uh, yeah, so even younger. But he was all redheaded and he looked different. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting because it's a cartoon, so. A lot of a lot of other characters, they kind of they just sit in the same age over time, and they don't, you know, progress or anything. Right. So it's kind of kind of an interesting. Which was what made me mad about Incredibles two. We waited fifteen whole years <laughs> for that sequel, and not a day has passed. <laughs> that made me so mad. Yeah, but that's for, that's for another podcast, though. Another podcast for sure. Um. But yeah, I just thought I, I just wanted to mention that as a lesson learned as a contrast to our last episode, because our lesson learned for the last episode was be like Chicken Joe for Surf South. Yeah. But for this one, we're like, don't be Max. <laughs> right. <laughs> and don't be like Pete. Yeah. Pete is the worst advice giver of all time. That's true. And really, <laughs> I mean, you don't really want to be like Goofy either. I mean, he's got a good heart, but Goofy is such a pushover. <laughs> bless his heart uh yeah not not too many role models in this movie but definitely a classic yeah definitely. so uh um, well, roxanne's dad seems like a cool role model yeah the way he grunts you know it's just leadership just <laughs> exudes out of him exudes it's a good word <laughs> <laughs> so 
Yeah, this movie, it came out in 1995. And I was looking through some of the uh, reviews for this. And I was actually very surprised that it got a 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I don't remember if those That's are like stupid. current reviews mixed with new ones. But um, uh, yeah, I was pretty surprised about that. Well, the audience score was 70. Yeah. Is what I'm reading here. So, I mean, for kids movies, I feel like the audience should have pre- take precedence over yeah. the critics, you know? Yeah. It, I agree. I, and I read a little bit about it. Um, it I mean, I, apparently it's a cult classic for millennials. So that kind of explains yeah. why we love it. But um, yeah, I think what people's complaints were, were... Um, the the filmmakers they decided to make Goofy's character like more emotional, more than just like a one dimensional character. So this movie mm-hmm. actually has more of like a serious tone, and it wasn't like yeah. as funny as people expected it to be. And that was kind of a lot of or complaint. Goofy, yeah, as people expected it wasn't as it Goofy, to be. right, right. <laughs> and that was kind of the um the complaints, but. In my opinion, that's like what makes the movie work. It like actually gives it like a theatrical quality because it's got like real mm-hmm. story and real uh, character arcs to it, and it's more than just you know what they developed on the TV show. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, the movie does it does have a lot of serious moments in it, but at the same time, there's a lot of comedy in it too. So, <laughs> well well placed comedy yeah. too. I, so. It takes a serious subject and makes it light. Yeah. Which is good. So, for 44%, no, it's not good enough. Uh, it it needs to be a lot higher. We need a, a rewrite on these critiques, <laughs> critics. But, you know, I I also don't, I don't like when, when they add, like, new reviews, like, years later to Rotten Tomatoes. Things. Why is that? I don't know. I kind of like to see the reviews as they were at the time. I, don't know, oh. I guess that's just like my opinion. Yeah. This is like my opinion, man. That's like your opinion, man. But like something will happen years later and they'll reevaluate it and, and, mm-hmm. and they'll, Oh, this movie's cringy. And then people put a bunch of bad reviews on there. It's like, I don't know. Well, this, this movie does not, it, it does age. Well, that's the thing. I'm. I will never get tired of this movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's clearly 1990s. <laughs> that's for sure. I mean, it's. I mean, the opening scene after today, that whole musical bit, that reminded me of a 1990s high school musical. Yeah. But better. Yeah. <laughs> a lot better. If they can make a whole movie a musical of that, oh man. <laughs> I mean, is it really 1990s? Because like the whole movie is about Max trying to get his dad to take him to a Bruno Mars concert. Dude, Powerline is straight <laughs> up Bruno Mars. He was this. This is ahead of its time. Yeah. If they when they make the <laughs> the remake, because they're gonna do like a live action remake at some point. They're doing it with all their movies. I'm sure Bruno Mars. Then they'll have Bruno Mars. For he's that. signing on for sure. <laughs> This could be a good segment. Who would who would be casted as the live action remakes? <laughs> we should just do this for Disney movies. <laughs> well, uh, Bruno Mars, Powerline. Um, who would be Goofy? 
Hmm. Let's take let's be clear here. Um Tevin Campbell actually played Powerline. Uh he wrote the music for this movie. Well, a couple of the songs are on the soundtrack. Yeah. And he knocked it out of the park. Great soundtrack. That's for sure. Yeah. The the Powerline songs are bops. Uh straight bops. The the songs, the musicals, like in the movie, those are great. I actually most of the time mm. I don't even care about like musicals that much. But like every song in this movie is good. After today yeah. is great too. Speaking of after today. So memorable. I we we've talked about this before, how there's like so many YouTube live action remakes of After Today on YouTube. Of every song. Yeah. Not just after That's today. That's true. But mainly after today. After today is definitely the most popular one. But <laughs> it's so funny, all these like high school kids that like made a like a live action remake. And weirdly, they're only from like 2005 to 2011 or so. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's made an, a modern version because they're all like filmed on a flip camera, <laughs> and it looks like a potato film. Yeah, they're they're filmed in like four Revolution four three garbage. aspect, like full screen. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, those are. I I've always actually wanted to do one, but I think we missed our time. It was if you didn't do one in like yeah. 2009, you missed it all, man. <laughs> Um, okay, yeah, so we got off track, but we were talking about yeah. uh, <laughs> real-life actors playing uh, a Goofy movie remake. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Goofy, I-, I have no idea who that would be. <laughs> I just, like, make up someone that's in every movie, like Chris Pratt or something. <laughs> oh, no, Chris Pratt is Goofy. <laughs> That'd be terrible. That'd be the worst. Terrible. Um. Well, we could just have Polly Shore be Bobby Paul, as a 50-year-old man. Yeah, he'd still be in it. Actually, okay, I have a hot take about Polly Shore. A Goofy movie is Polly Shore's best movie. 100%. 100%. <laughs> Close second, Encino Man. I do. Maybe Biodome. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> yeah. But Goofy movie. No, Close second would be Extremely Goofy movie. True. Yeah. And you know what? He wasn't even credited for this movie. Why not? It just wait. Are you serious? At least on Wikipedia, it said Polly Shore was uncredited. Oh wow, he's not credited on uh, IMDb either. Hmm. It's weird how that he's like the biggest voice on that. Why? (laughs) That's stupid. (laughs) He was easily one of the funniest characters. I bet, uh, yeah, I bet he, he's he's upset and he missed out on any royalties he could have. Yeah, been, it says uncredited. He could have made. I don't know. I guess he got paid. I don't. I don't know. Well, huh. I don't think we're gonna come up with any real life actors for this movie. Yeah, we'll we'll come back later and talk about it. Actually, you know what? It'll be. It's not even gonna be actors. It's just gonna be like CGI dogs, like Lion King, no. to look like like realistic dogs. As long as it's not cats, <laughs> which is probably what it will be. Oh, man. Stuff of nightmares. Disney, we know you're listening to our show. Please do not remake this movie. Oh, we could have. I mean, Wallace Shawn could come back as Principal Mazer. Or Mazer. <laughs> he's great. Yeah. Because he's just an iconic voice. Yeah. Iconic. There's a lot of like 
even if you don't know who they are, you recognize their voice. Like yeah. a lot of, lot of oh no, a live action remake for this would be horrible. Oh yeah, for sure. Because like Goofy would have to make the Goofy like do his Goofy accent in real time, and his faces his face would get so screwed up. <laughs> it would not look good. It'd be so unappealing. <laughs> My accent. <laughs> Oh, and then they'd release a trailer, and everyone would complain <laughs> about it. <laughs> and yeah, then they'd have to redo the CGI for it and push back the delay, the the release date. So there's one thing I always remember about this movie, and it's specifically about watching the VHS tape. Is in like the commercials before. There's like this mm-hmm. random music video, which I had to look up the name of it because I couldn't remember the name of it. But it there's this music video that showed at the beginning of the tape. And I'll I'll play like some music in here, show like like a clip of of what it was, so everyone can remember. But yeah, um, but yeah, it was called Doctor Looney's Remedy by the band Parachute Express. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you hadn't told me about that, and I have been trying to remember without looking it up, <laughs> and you just nostalgia bombed my brain. Man, I. I always I have a few like mental <laughs> what a great mental images of this music video every time I see it and it's just it's just great it's creep almost creepy. I always remember but the girl. She's like nevertheless a bop. she's like dancing and she's got these like uh, stuffed animal bumblebees on her wrists and she's like doing this oh dance with her arms and she's like doing this like squiggle moves with her arms. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe <laughs> it, but. I completely forgot about I that. Always, I always think of that. What is it called? Dr. Looney's? Dr. Looney's Remedy. Remedy? And the group... It was called Parachute Express. I guess. I guess they put out some kind of like, oh yeah, uh, sing along tape. It must have been like a Disney product or something that they put out, and it's on YouTube. So you know, go look it up and and you can watch it. But we'll put a link in the show notes. I always love stuff like that at the beginning of like old VHS tapes, like old yeah. commercials or. Um, like the frog stand by me. What was that for in, at the beginning of? Yeah, um, I think that's. I think that was at the beginning of um, the big green. And yeah, it, there's yeah. a music video of like Timon and Pumbaa singing uh, "Stand by Me." So we'll definitely have to cover that movie at some point because that's another good one. But yeah, so when you watched it, was there anything that stood out? I went through the movie as a skeptic. And I went through a bunch of plot holes. Okay. And I guess I'll just list them off, but we could discuss it one by one. It might take a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Number one, um, Max is running an hour late to school. We know that because PJ calls him and he's like, dude, you should have been here an hour ago to set up for his, uh, I guess, assembly prank. Okay. And he starts, he's running an hour late to school and he takes the time to star in a musical number after today. <laughs> And which is fine. He he's like singing and dancing as well as he's on his way to school. But at the end of the song, he like takes the time to climb the bleachers and end the song, and then he falls down. But realistically, if you were rushing to school, even if you were singing and dancing, why would you take the time to go to the field 
and climb the bleachers <laughs> instead of just going straight into the school. Yeah. And everyone was out there, like all the cheerleaders were out there on the football yeah. field and the football team. I mean, team that's, and... the bell rang at the end of the song. So, I mean, that's, he was trying, I guess he was trying to get there earlier before school. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's the weird things you notice when you're an adult. Yeah. Um, I I, I, I was thinking about that too when I when I watched. I was like, was he, <laughs> wasn't he like late and he's supposed to be there and like PJ's just waiting yeah. on him? Yeah, I guess he just doesn't care. It's the last day of school. Yeah, but he had stuff to do. Well, he's trying to get a girl. He had popularity to achieve. Yeah. <laughs> uh, second one's not really a plot hole. It's just a weird thing that I noticed. Uh, Goofy works in. I guess a JC Penney's or a department store. Okay, yeah. As a photo- as a portrait photographer. Um and it's the 90s and he's using an old-timey camera from the 1890s. <laughs> you know, the one where the like the sheet over your head yeah. and like the little and, remote and the like and the clicker uh flashes yeah. the clicker and like the flame pops out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but yeah. Like, I don't understand that. <laughs> I mean, they had digital cameras, but they wouldn't. I mean, you could still be on film and not use a camera from the 1800s. Yeah. <laughs> and JCPenney's must have been struggling back in the day. Actually, like they are now. you know what? It wasn't JCPenney's. It was a Kmart. Because, was it? <laughs> well, it doesn't say that, but it makes reference to um, later on when he's trying to figure out what's he going to do with what's, what is he going to do with Max? Cause he's about to be sent to the electric chair, which is like terrible <laughs> for a principal to say <laughs> to a father. <Right. laughs> but um, he's sitting there in the department and he's like, Oh, blue light special on aisle three or whatever it was. And that's like, that used to be yeah. like a Kmart thing, but that, that was a Kmart thing. Yeah. And then he goes over, I hate Kmart. Yeah, we, we hate Kmart. Kmart is a garbage <laughs> store and I'm glad it's going out of business. Kmart's trash. But anyway, um yeah and it's got that like fishing bobblehead and he's like ah yeah like destiny like destiny i know <laughs> the other thing i like about that scene i always crack up at is when pete is like trying to show goofy like oh this is how it's done and he, he like he takes that baby and he like puts that like velcro thing it's like stripped down on the on the on the seat and just like <laughs> sticks her to it oh my goodness <laughs> that's so stupid <laughs> Uh, I'm great with kids. Great with kids. <laughs> Let me show you how a pro also, does it. Another thing, while we're talking about Pete, uh, Pete and PJ are like the rivals, technically. Well, Pete was back in the old cartoons. He was like the villain of Goofy mm-hmm. back in the really old cartoons. Yeah. And they weren't going to make him a villain, really, in this movie. So they were going to make him a friend-ish villain. Yeah. So I guess they're friends now, but like, Pete just gives them like the worst advice. But yeah. anyways, we'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just rambling. Under your thumb, goof. PJ, <laughs> under your thumb. PJ is the classic rich friend that you had. <laughs> you go over to their house and they had an Xbox and like everything. Yeah. That you, that you didn't have like the whole they have a camper okay. with a bowling alley yes and hot tub and all that but Pete also works at this Kmart <laughs> he must be investing in stocks or something because 
Even if he's the manager, I'm pretty sure he's not making six figures. And if you have a bowling alley, you're making six figures. I can definitely see like him and him and Goofy are like working together. They're supposed to be partners, but he's like splitting it like <laughs> the money 75-25. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, okay. So as a kid, that camper is just like the coolest thing ever. Oh yeah. I, just, I thought those were real. Like I wanted an I wanted to go camping in an RV. And we used to be in scouts. So we used to go yeah. camping a lot, but we always did it the right way with camping, you know, with tents and all that. And Sometimes without tents. Yeah. Sometimes you have to build a shelter. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Troop 120. Yes. But um yeah, that RV is awesome, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, I just thought of something. I love how it all folded up. Yeah. <laughs> at the yeah. end and like within like 2 seconds. Yeah, the the wings shoot out and a whole like swimming pool filled with water is in there. Yeah. Basketball court, bowling alley. It's a cruise Pete ship really likes, for the woods. He likes to bowl because in uh, the sequel, he definitely says, you know, tells Pete that he's going to turn his room into a bowling alley <laughs> after he goes to college, <laughs> <laughs> which I always thought was funny. I don't remember that. Um, Talking about our sponsor, not to badmouth him, but uh, Lester's Possum Park is the actual stuff of nightmares. Yes. I have this written down in my notes about <laughs> I would hate one thing. to be there. It's almost like the hokey dinner shows up in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Yes. Uh, but those have good food and are actually kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a dinner show slash theme park slash Chuck E. Cheese. And it's open at night, which is weird because it's just a five minute Chuck E. Cheese show <laughs> and a gift shop and a photo stand. And it's not necessarily a park. Yeah. Parks are usually open at night, and most people go there at night. And there were children. That whole scene is was always like <laughs> the scene that like freaked me out the most as a kid. Like I always hated that scene because yeah. I never wanted to be there. But because um, <laughs> that one girl was crying. Yeah, it's just like chaos the whole time. The the uh, the uh, what are they called? The animatronic possums or whatever they're coming up and there's mm. that one mordecai one that's it's like broken dead. and like sparks are going everywhere <laughs> spark <laughs> and um oh, man. yeah but i did have written down like one of the, like the creepiest shots in this movie is like after like um max gets mad and runs out and they're about to leave and goofy hands him that the possum hat and he like shoves it out the window yeah and just that shot of them driving off and just the it kind of pulls back, the camera pulls back, and you see just like this possum hat laying on the ground in the rain, in a dark puddle. with lightning. And it was just like really creepy looking, because <laughs> it kind of looked like an actual possum. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I always, always thought that shot was like really creepy. The shot, <laughs> like there was a camera in the cartoon. Exactly. World. <laughs> Someone drew that very creepily. Um. <laughs> So that's my beef with the Possum Park. Yeah. If y'all want to keep sponsoring us for the next episode, too bad. <laughs> Maybe instead uh, of like paying us, they should like do some repairs around their place. But you know, probably I don't want to tell them how to live their life. The... Oh, oh, this is the worst one. Worst one by far. Um, so in the open road, uh, music number, the song, <laughs> that number. Um, there are 
plenty of like cameos or just like random characters that are in and singing along. Yeah. And one that stands out is the one of Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck hitchhiking yeah. on the open road. Mm-hmm. And they're singing and they're like, we're going to California. And last time I checked, Goofy was like best friends with Donald Duck and Mickey. <laughs> but they passed by them while they were asking to be hitchhiked and didn't pick them up. <laughs> well, he didn't have his eyes on the road. That's true. Who's looking at the map and singing? Yeah. But Max always keeps I mean, like, they were contributing to the song. So they should have stopped and taken them. I mean, California was on the road trip, according to Max. True, yeah. Goofy is not. He Goofy is a fake friend. <laughs> That's all I want to say here. And then, <laughs> ooh, another bad one. Speaking of that scene, you know how they packed the car with the huge, like, 20-foot sack of supplies yeah. tied to the roof? Unrealistic. Yeah. That's fine, and that's cartoonish, and it's funny, but what's stupid about that is I noticed that the back seat was completely empty. (laughs) They just filled the sack up and tied it to the top of the roof, and the back seat was completely empty, and with that logic, I'm just going to assume that the trunk was empty as well. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which kind of adds to my last point. Their back seat was empty, so they could have picked up Mickey and Donald. That's true. <laughs> I'm sure they would have wanted to go see Bruno Mars. They would have loved that. <laughs> that would have changed the entire movie, though. Yeah, but but you know they had they had to have the stuff outside because they had the frying pans tied to the side, and they'd go over the bumps, and it was making that beat, and then it you know yeah. it turned into the whole musical number. So, well, I'm saying you could have you could have the same thing up there. Just, you know, take half of it and put it in your car. Yeah. So it doesn't fall off when you go over and go through an overpass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, you remember that scene, uh, like, when they start to bond after the Bigfoot scene? Yeah. And it's like the montage of them. Hi, Dad. Uh, please. Getting together. Um, And they go, they mess with that mime on the street. Oh, yeah. Goofy straight up killed that mime. <laughs> <laughs> or forced that mime to kill himself or they watched the mime kill himself yeah. because he fake snipped the string and a piano fell down right on him yeah it's like this movie's getting dark yeah that mime must have been just a slave to the art art form <laughs> it's just like i guess so. i'm committed to this <laughs> um okay oh, so man. actually i want to bring up that um that whole like montage of them like mm-hmm. driving around um at this point, I think at that point of the movie, Goofy had given the map to, to Max. And he's like, you're going to be the navigator from here on out. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to lead us and we're going to do all this fun stuff and end up in L.A. instead of going fishing wherever Lake Destiny is. Um, Idaho. Idaho. They said okay. that. And it's just so funny. They like drive around all over on the map, like way out of the way. Yeah. Like, I don't but- know. Technically, they were going, they were going on the route though, because go- all you could see was just scribbles. So they're just like doing loops and going around, and they were probably on this trip for about two, two or three months. 
with that route. But he does say at the at the at the beginning, he's like, "Oh, that trip could take weeks, Dad." So, yeah. Um, but as far as I knew, they were like but it only took an hour and a half. They were like in the middle of the country, and then it kind of cuts to this montage, and all of a sudden they're on the beach, like yeah, like in Florida. riding jet skis, and I'm like, "Are they in California now? Are they? Where I are they?" <laughs> Well, that was right after the uh, the Lester's Possum Park scene, so I'm assuming they were in the south. So they probably went down to Florida and then skedaddled all the way back up. Yeah. Um, but well, we're reading too much into this. <laughs> but that's what we do. Like, where what where was this theme park that they went to? You know, where were these jet skis? <laughs> Where's that diner? I mean, precise look. Where's that diner where Goofy got those awesome looking pancakes? And is it featured on Diners, Drives, and Dives with Guy Fieri? Yes. <laughs> huh. Ooh, imagine a Guy Fieri, <laughs> Guy Fieri animated in the style of Goofy. Movie. I could see that. That'd be perfect. I'm picturing it right now. That's gangster. <laughs> that is gangster. Here's the only thing I don't like. But yeah. So I I wanted to submit the the pancakes that he eats at the diner as like our segment this week for tastiest looking food. I don't know if you had any thoughts mm. on this one or not. Oh, yeah. I've got... I made a list. Um, I'm going to... I made the rankings. Okay. There are three that stand out. No pun intended. Um, number three. From the diner. Goofy's breakfast order of the stack of pancakes, hot and fresh, with the super brown maple syrup. <laughs> that looked delicious. But not as good as Max's order, which was just the bacon and eggs. Yeah. But the way it was presented on the plate in a smiley face just made it look so good. <laughs> just the way it was drawn. <laughs> um, but the number one, oh no, there's four. There's four. Uh, I guess second place would be the super cheesy pizza oh, in the hotel. I forgot about that. Oh, that was so good looking. Almost like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles style. Now, speaking of turtles, PJ is the voice of one of the turtles. I think he's like Raphael. Really? Yeah. I had to look it up. Cause, Seriously? Because I was like, oh, I recognize that voice. Raphael's like the angry one. Yeah, he's he's one of the turtles. I could be wrong on that, but... That's crazy. Um, but number one, let me see if I can see if you can guess okay. it. Okay. Because it's easy. It's easily the best one. And if you get it wrong, I'll be mad. Okay. What do you think it is? Wait, oh, what the best food is? What the number one best food in this movie is. Okay. Um, uh, it's got to be the Cheese Whiz. 100%. The leading tower the cheese of Cheese. Shut up. <laughs> Dude, need fundage, bro. Oh, man. The leaning tower of Cheese. That, just the perfect thing. A $2 bottle of Cheese Whiz made Bobby's day. Mm -hmm. It made his life. He's like, dude, protect this with your life, dude. <laughs> Bruh. When he went into the principal's office. Oh, when he... But, oh, he just squirted in his hand. Well, he's artistic, At the man. beginning, okay, I was wondering why he hands, he hands Max the, the bottle of Cheese Whiz. And then he, mm -hmm. he goes into the principal's office, but he also, like, pushes in the AV cart with the TV. Right, right. I don't know. It's like, what is he He's doing? just the AV kid. He's going to show him a presentation of why he was doing the right thing. It's like, oh, I got to show him the video um, I made. Speaking of Bobby, I don't think 
he's that good of a friend. He might just be an acquaintance with Max and PJ at the beginning because they kind of act like, I mean, he's, if a real friend would, wouldn't accept payment, Mm -hmm. AKA the cheese whiz. I don't think that Bobby was really super close friends with Max and PJ at the beginning of the movie because I recognized a line when, you know, at the end of the movie when they're at the party and I just kind of assumed that Bobby was friends with Max, but I guess they just met because at the party, Bobby said, Hey, that goof kid ain't there. Hmm. But then he also says that's Max. I know him, but yeah, I guess, I guess that kind of makes sense. I always just thought it was a trio. Yeah. Like it was in the second maybe, movie. But maybe that's yeah. why he wasn't credited. That goof kid ain't there. Yeah, it does kind of sound like, oh, like, they just made this deal with this guy. He's kind of like, yeah, he's the AV kid. He's got connections. Like, like Hustler Kid from Recess. He's kind of weird, yeah. But, you know. We'll, Want to buy a winger dinger? You know, he can help us out. So, you know, they're desperate and they turn to him. Um, <laughs> They definitely, in the sequel, they definitely are shown as like a trio of friends. But I guess this does kind of show their kind of the meeting and becoming oh yeah um do you know how they got from the waterfall to the power line show uh no i don't they're just floating in the air mm-hmm. <laughs> coming over that that water they're floating in the air and then next thing you know they're in a guitar case yeah they just pop right out yeah you just you just can't think about it you know but I was freaking out over that, and then I watched like the ending scene, you know, where uh, they're driving up to Roxanne's house. Yeah, in their car. Oh yeah, it's like puttering <laughs> and it's like destroyed, but it's still working. Yeah. It's still driving, and they drove that car. They got it from out, like underneath the waterfall, underwater, and they just drove it from L.A. back to wherever they are on the East Coast. Yeah. Across the country with it puttering and smoking and like the bumper half falling off. Whatever car that was, I don't know what it was, but I need to get me one of those cars because they will last through anything. Well, it did explode at the end. Well, yeah, but that's understandable. Yeah. It was it was covered in the warranty. Must be a Subaru. <laughs> Those things last forever. Dad had a Subaru back in the day. Yeah. Right hand drive. He had a right hand drive. Because yep. <laughs> he delivered mail. Our dad, yeah, our dad was a mailman. And he was a rural carrier, so they had to provide their own vehicles. And our dad bought this, uh, what's the model? I don't know. Our dad bought it's a 1992 a Subaru. Subaru Legacy. Subaru Legacy, right-hand drive. And the best part about that car was driving up to our grandparents' house on the interstate with, like, mom in the sh- in shotgun, which would be the driver's seat. <laughs> Uh, we would get to sit in shotgun too, and we'd get some weird looks. Yeah, like when we, like if we went to like Chick Fil A or Checkers that had the dual drive through, we could go through the oh, side yeah. where it wasn't next. You know, we could go on the uh, the left hand side one, and then we just or the right hand side one. No, I can't think. Yeah, we'd get in the right lane, and so we'd pull up. <laughs> we'd pull up, and like one of us kids would be like in like the front left side seat we we like hand them and the we'd money like pay for it <laughs> and stuff like, and they'd be like what do double takes and all that our chick-fil-a growing up in tampa was a dual drive-thru not all of them were like that yeah 
So that was just a different one. Well, even even the new models, they've they've like the lines at Chick Fil A are always so long that they they have like two. They're all like kind of splitting up into two and stuff. So one of the things that I was kind of picking up as we were watching the movie is I really liked some of the transitions that they used in between scenes. I thought they were pretty mm-hmm. good. One of them, one of them is that like creepy, that like creepy shot of of the possum hat on the ground. But yeah. there's a f- possum puddle. Yeah. But um, one that I thought was kind of cool was at the end of when when they're at the hotel and they meet up with uh, Pete and PJ, and like mm-hmm. you know uh, Goofy and and Pete are in the hot tub. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know where I'm going. Well, first, let me give a yeah. shout out to Pete's pink speedo before he gets in the hot tub. <laughs> oh, man. oh, always putting too much water in these things. Yeah, I'm gonna get to okay, that. But anyway, the so he he tell uh, Pete tells Goofy <laughs> that, um, you know, he found out that Max is just drive heading them towards L.A. and he, they're not going where he thinks he is, and he's like, I I don't believe you, and I, I trust my son, and and. Yeah. You know, he comes back and he kind of hears hears Max and he, he has this like disappointed look on his face and he lays down because he figures out he, he sees the map. Yeah, he, he, he sees the map and um, he like lays down on the bed and then there's this like this cool like transition shot where it, it like fades into where the him. camera keeps going. The, yeah, the camera keeps like spinning around and he's got that same expression on his face, but he's driving the car. I thought that was mm-hmm. kind of cool. Um, another one is at the Powerline concert where like that, like the, like the fat, oh, the uvula the fat lady singing and, and it like zooms in on her uvula hitting yes. that note. And then it like, it zooms in and it zooms back out. And then it's like Powerline's uvula. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, perfect. <laughs> yeah. A couple of cool transitions. The other, the other shot that I thought was kind of cool was at the end of, it's kind of a bookend to the scene when they're. Um, stuck in the car with Bigfoot all night, and he he's like writing yeah. that postcard to to Roxanne, and then he like tear he you know is gonna tell her the truth, and then he like tears it up, and he like throws it out the window, and the wind carries it, and it just has this like shot of them of their car in the in like the background, but in the foreground it's got that just that part of written like Roxanne, I lied. <laughs> I always I always <laughs> yeah. thought that was like kind of cool. I didn't notice that. That's actually kind of interesting. I guess the the main points of whenever Max and Goofy were starting to make up and bond a little bit more was in times of distress. Yeah. Or danger. Which I guess that, I mean, people bond more when they're miserable or they're uh, in danger, and, you know. Um, when times are tough, they, but, they stick together. Right, right, right. Um, I always thought that was cool. I, I've never tried it, but I, we need to try this sometime. I'm going to get a can of SpaghettiOs and, or alphabet soup and heat it up with my... Oh, that's a whole other food! Uh, I want to I heat up a can of SpaghettiOs with a cigarette lighter and see how well that works. You know, I picked up one, one thing, because um, whenever he, he picks up the cigarette lighter and he's like, well, maybe this thing will actually be good for something. And I never like picked yeah. that up as a kid, but it was like, oh, it's like an anti <laughs> anti smoking kind of. Yeah, kind of I jab. like that a lot. I picked that up this time. Okay, let's talk about Pete. <laughs> okay, Pete is just straight up the worst. Pete is a garbage can of a person. 
That's what he is. He's the most narcissistic person slash friend ever. Yeah. Goofy being the pushover he is, and he just lets him be like that. Uh, some examples. He makes PJ knock down the last pin to make him feel like he has a strike. <laughs> He's obsessed with money. He's always trying to give goofy advice to make him sound like he's the expert even when he's wrong and jumping in the hot tub and the water coming out and he's like they always fill these things up too high (laughs) instead of just acknowledging the fact that he's over 400 pounds (laughs) Ooh, here's a good um theme or whatever i noticed that i love how goofy is trying to connect with his son throughout the whole movie and max doesn't want to connect with him at all Mm mm-hmm He's like, you're embarrassing me. No. Get out of my life. Beat it, doofus. Get out of my life and shut up. (laughs) But meanwhile, PJ wants to connect with his dad, and his dad doesn't give a crap about him. Yeah, that's true. I never... It's kind of like opposite. I never thought about that. It's kind of sad, but PJ will be all right. He's a good kid. Yeah. So I don't think that it's ever been explained in any of the shows or the movies, but like, we don't really know what happened to Max's mom or like... You know, there's a story there. Uh, if if she died, or, I did some research or what happened, on that. Or... Yeah, I did some research on that, and uh, it's we should have just assumed that uh, his wife died. Okay, after Max was born, um, Goofy did have a wife in the How To series in the fifties, and we never really saw her face or anything, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like a memorable character. Kind of like the adults in the Peanuts comics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he did have a wife, and that was confirmed. I mean, obviously, he had Max. But uh, we just assumed that uh, she's dead. And I think Disney did confirm that or something. Hmm. So when they get home, and he stops by Roxanne's house to explain everything, and whenever he's talking with her, and like they make up, and they're like, hey, let's actually go out. And she's like, how about tonight? And he's like, no, actually... I actually have plans with my dad tonight. And then how about tomorrow? But you just got back from a trip and you made plans with your dad. You've been hanging out with him for two months and you just got the girl. I'm pretty sure he'll understand. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what so what was so important but that they, they had stood to do. her up. They had to go buy a new car. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say we haven't really talked about Roxanne in this movie at all. It's like kind of um, the reason the reason he like does all this. <laughs> He's trying to impress yeah. her at the beginning, and then I love their their chemistry. Yeah. It's like classic yeah. high school puppy love, you know. And it's like such a shame. Like I've like Googled this. It's like does Max end up with Roxanne because she's not in the sequel? <laughs> and this is like no, it didn't yeah. last. But it was just a high school. But you remember in the um, high school romance, either Christmas Carol. You do you remember in the Mickey's Christmas Carol movie where Max is like coming home for Christmas and he brings home a girl but he doesn't look like he doesn't look like or she doesn't look like Roxanne no, it's at all. not Roxanne but her name is Roxanne it is I just thought it was confirmed that like she's just in this movie and that's it but it could it's possible could be wrong. I don't know but Unless he went out with two different Roxanne's. Let's just pause this right now, and I will go watch every Goofy product on Disney+, Plus and I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've got an idea. I've got another thing. Okay, so you remember throughout the movie, there's been some random characters, like in the open road, 
thing. Yeah. Um, you remember the nuns? Yeah. I had this stupid idea that they should do a spin-off movie, kind of like Lion King one and a half, but through the nuns' perspective, <laughs> because they show up multiple times in that movie. They do. <laughs> they show up in the open road scene, right. and they're at the monster truck jam in the montage uh-huh. where they're hanging out. And then they're at the concert, too. You know, now that you say that... I, I had never noticed it before. I feel like I've noticed that in the past, but I did not notice that when I rewatched it. They had... At the Monster Jam, one of them had a foam finger, and they were going crazy. <laughs> so, which is stupid, because the nuns, they should have picked up Mickey and Donald, too. Yeah. They're going to the same place. <laughs> that whole scene of them on the road had a bunch of interesting characters. There's like the little yeah. like short pudgy little guy with like the huge wife in the back seat of the car. <laughs> yeah. There's like um the dead guy, the, the prisoner. Um yeah, the prisoner and then he imagines Max in the chains. You know who my favorite character in this movie was? The bus driver. <laughs> okay. I was going to wait till we get to like our favorite quotes, but pretty much every line in After Today is like a it's great quotable. quote from this movie. But yes, that, that that part with the bus driver. I'm gonna sit on my butt. As an eight-year-old, that was comedic gold. Oh. I thought that yeah. was the funniest thing. I would rewind it multiple times. <laughs> the the best line of that song is um <laughs> The Nerds. Yeah, the nerds when they're just like well, <laughs> there's like a couple girls or whatever. I've like, got forty more minutes of home economics. And down with the and textbooks. With the textbook. And up with the comics. <laughs> Classic. And that was, that's good cinematography, oh, too. Oh, man. Yeah. Because it kind of like zoomed in, and then it zoomed out, and the nerds were in front of the, in front of the whole yep. time. Talking about animation cameras. Yes. You want to move on to some of our favorite quotes, then? Yeah. I mean, we already kind of did, so. I mean, there's, there's just so many more, though. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, let's start off by asking you what question. I have a question okay. for you. Flash quote. How many cups of sugar does it take to get to the moon? Uh, two and a half? Three and a half. You got uh, it wrong. That's three. And, I was going <laughs> to say three and then I changed it. Okay, so there's <laughs> there is one line in this movie. It's It's not even that funny, but I laughed so hard at it. I'm just sitting in my room watching this movie by myself. And this this part comes on. I'm just laughing hysterically. So it was it was actually at the, the possum park scene where um, mm-hmm. Goofy's like trying to get. Who's your favorite he's, possum? Well, he's trying to get after the show. He's trying to get Max to take a go take a photo. And uh, mm-hmm. and Max won't go. So he's like, well, I'm going to go. And he, he goes and he's posing with the uh, with the, the the possums or whatever. And there's like this little old guy taking the photo. And he just goes, say sassafras. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that. Say sassafras. I've never laughed at that before, but it was so funny the other night. Um. Yeah. The other, what a funny word to say, sassafras. Oh, one of the best. Um, I also love it when he he like takes the hat, and throws it on the ground. It's like beat it, doofus. I loved how Bobby ate the entire uh, leaning tower of cheesa, and he was like, "Hmm, it's pretty scrumptious." <laughs> yeah, that was great. All the Bobby lines are are quotable. 
And then there's that one quote in the assembly when the student council president was talking. Her name was Stacy. Oh, yeah. I'm going to let you take care of that one. Do you let me say it? Yeah, you do that one way better than I do. <laughs> I think it's, we quote this one a lot in our life. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's one of the nerds out in the auditorium, right? And he's like, Stacy, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. <laughs> exactly. It's just so funny, uh, the confidence of the stereotypical yeah. nerd talking to one of the popular girls in school. Oh, yeah, and she like invited the entire school to her like party at her house. Yeah. How big is her house? Moving on. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's a few lines in this that I say a lot, just normally in conversation or whatever as a joke. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like driving in the car and whoever's like with me, I'll just, all right, Max, left or right? <laughs> you know, if I'm trying to figure out like, <laughs> yeah. which way I need to yeah, go. Fork in the road. <laughs> um, or like if I'm doing something and someone doesn't want to, you know, go with me and I'll just be like, guess I'll go. All alone. All alone. All right. Well, have fun. Uh, I'll make sure to send you, drop yeah, you a drop line. Drop me a line. When he first lied to Roxanne and he was walking back and he got kissed and he was like in a daze, he said, Ah, oh, I'm in deep sludge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a word, sludge. sludge. I've never heard that <laughs> except through Max. I need to start saying that. And then at the end, and this is just like a, it's not even like that funny, but uh, when they're at the, the Powerline concert and they're trying to sneak in and they're like all like the backup dancers walk by <laughs> and he's like talking to his oh. dad. And he's like, maybe this isn't such a good idea. And then he sees him walk by and kind of turns his head. It's like, well, well then, then again. again. So I say that again. I say that a lot. Like, well, then again, well, then again, but. <laughs> and that's just a normal saying. Yeah. But every time I say those words, I think. Of yeah. That. All right, Jonathan, do you have a, uh, classic karen review i do so classic karen mom review. yeah so i looked up the movie on common sense media and Mm -hmm. i'm looking at the parents guide here and i've got a review from karen this she gave the movie two stars out of five she recommends it's okay for kids eight and up she says don't waste your time was hoping for some lighthearted Disney humor and was appalled at how the opening scenes of the movie, really the 15 to 20 minutes, reinforced terrible old school stereotypes about school, school cliques, and school principals. <laughs> I thought it might go over my oh, daughter's man. head, age eight. But even she said, <laughs> I don't like that school Goofy was at. <laughs> Can't fully comment on the entire movie because we turned it off after 20 minutes. It was so bad. Just glad, oh, just glad Disney has worked to improve its approach in the last fifteen years. Clicks, yeah, right. Uh, Stacy invited everyone at the school to her yeah. party. It was not exclusive. The nerds were at that party. <laughs> the nerds had the gall to catcall Stacy on the stage <laughs> of an opportunity. Well, it just means they're not millennials, because it's a cult classic with the millennials. Well, Jeremy, do you have any closing thoughts? It was, I mean, Goofy Movie is a classic movie. It's a staple. It's, it's slept on compared to the uh, other 90s Renaissance Disney films. Uh, one final thought is, I mean, here's just a takeaway from the movie, is growing up with embarrassing parents can be tough, but if you embrace them, things will be fine. I'm trying to look up 
Just love your family. This, this movie has like a tagline on the movie poster that I thought was funny, and I forgot yeah. to bring it up. Yeah, the tagline for the movie is, it's hard to be cool when your dad is goofy. It's <laughs> oh, horrible. <laughs> but yeah, definitely, definitely a classic. That's why I picked it. Do you have any closing thoughts about this? Um, no, just, I mean, just that it's, it's total classic. It's hilarious. It's got that emotional, you know, story between father and son. Um, yeah. In no way is that like uh, to the detriment of the movie. I think I think it makes this movie great. So um, yeah, you know, all those reviewers back in in '95, they were wrong. I've grown up. I've got my own life now. I know that. I just wanted to be part of it. <laughs> Well, Jeremy, it's been a great episode. Why don't you tell the people at home where they can find us? So since we, we just recently released this podcast, so uh, right now, as of right now, we only have an Instagram account and we have an email address. Email address is insidequotescast at gmail.com. Um, so if you want to hop on over to Instagram and give us a follow, you can find us at insidequotescast, all one word. Um, so yeah, that mean that would just mean the world to us if you could just give us a follow and I don't know, maybe comment on some of our posts when we post something. When we post something, uh, <laughs> our mom deleted our MySpace account, so I mean, we'll be focusing most of our time on Instagram, anyways. Yeah, unfortunately. So Jeremy, next week it's your turn. What movie are you gonna pick? Sure is. I've got a good one. Uh give you a hint came out in 2005 and it had a good tagline on the dvd here's a hint it's a clever hybrid of harry potter and the incredible uh, i think i i think i know what you're talking about jonathan is there anything else you want to add no i think that about wraps it up so from here at inside quotes i'm jonathan and i'm jeremy say that's a fresh Notice me.